What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. I am your host. And we are talking CSU football today. And specifically, we're going to dive into the secondary. The, uh, the Rams are going to have some fresh faces out there next year. And it's going to be interesting because, as we all know, you know, the secondary is kind of that that part of the group that really just needs to take it to the next level. And if they do... CSU should be able to be a pretty elite defense based on what they have going for them in the front seven. The counter is obviously it's pretty tough to improve when you have significant turnover. And uh, yeah, the Rams definitely have significant turnover. Uh, the one thing I will say, uh, the fact that they were able to bring back Marshawn Cameron is big. Anyways, I'm going to dive into all of that. Before I do, though, you know, sure, you're probably hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now. But Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. Yeah, they've got phenomenal rates, but really what makes them different is Mike is a certified financial planner and he looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. You know, whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home, Mike and Virginia will make the process as simple and smooth as possible because if you've gone through this process before and you'd rather go get a root canal, watch a Raiders game, cheer on Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals, I get it. That's just because you haven't worked with Mike in Virginia. They're the best in the biz. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you're going to get set up with that free consultation where you can discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you're a little more old school, you want to give Mike a call directly. That's okay. Do that at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or again, you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, Virginia Chevalier. Chevalier Mortgage. Longtime partners of DNVR. Longtime presenters of the DNVR Rams podcast. Got a lot of love for them. They're, uh, they're CSU alums. And that, that's just what this community is all about, right? Rams supporting Rams. Let's dive into the football stuff, though. Um, you know, we haven't been talking a ton of football lately. I've been kind, try, I've been kind of, I just say cayenne. Anyways, I've been kind of trying to, um, you know, save some of this as we get, you know, a little bit closer to August, just because there can be a lot of movement between now and then, you know, so things can really change. You know, for instance, CSU could add a quarterback between now and then. You know, coaches could leave, coaches could come. There's just a lot can happen between now and then. And that's why I don't want to get too ahead of myself, even even after, you know, having gone through spring ball. That said, though, um, we got to start talking about the secondary because it's going to be much, much different, at least from a from a personnel perspective, um, based on the 2021 roster as it shows. And again, you know, there could be, you know, a guy missing or two just from you know, oversight from, from the, you know, CSU athletics people, but assuming that it is, you know, in fact, 100% up to date, by my count, there are seven defensive backs on the 2020 roster that are not currently on the 2021 roster. Uh, now that Keevan Bailey will be transferring out of the program as well. If this is news to you, um, Keevan Bailey, he announced this morning on Twitter that he is entering the transfer portal. Uh, this is the message that he posted. I would first off like to thank Colorado State University for blessing me with the opportunity to do what I love most. 
Also, I am thankful for the whole CSU staff for developing me into a better athlete on the field. With that being said, in consideration of evolving my growth, I feel it's best that I enter the transfer portal. With three years of eligibility remaining, my recruitment is now open. Hashtag God's plan. Um, <laughs> not, not trying to take shots. The, the hashtags always crack me up on the recruiting stuff. Um, like hashtag blessed up or hashtag God's plan or all that stuff. Um, just athlete, athlete stuff in general. But between him and Brandon Crossley, man, that is a, a lot of young talent walking out of that cornerback room uh, since the departure of Mike Bobo. And I mean, there's plenty more, obviously, which we're going to dive into. You know, Crossley and Xavier Goldsmith and Rashad Ajayi and, and you know, Keevan Bailey, they were kind of viewed as the future of the secondary a couple of years ago. And I think it was really promising. And honestly, looking at some of the numbers, um, Statistically speaking, CSU secondary actually was really good against the pass in 2019. You know, gave up less than 200 yards per game through the air. The the tough part was they were brutal against the run and just got absolutely demolished that way. Last year was, you know, a little bit of a mixed bag. They gave up, you know, like I said, 250 yards a game, which was, you know, much too many. The most they'd given up since 2013 when they gave up 275 passing yards a game. Um, but I wouldn't say that the secondary was, you know, bad or terrible. It was just inconsistent. I think for the front seven to have as much success as they did rushing the quarterback and, you know, getting them, obviously they have to be able to beat the linemen fast and they got to be getting in the QB's face and hurrying them and all that. But some of that success is definitely dependent on, you know, the, the secondary doing their job. So I I think it's a little bit flawed. It's just, they gave up so many big plays that kind of skewed the numbers especially, you know, in those second and long and, and, you know, like third and long situations, it it really just killed the Rams last year. And I think we saw that a ton in that Fresno State game. They'd get a tackle for a loss on first down, incomplete pass on second down, and then, you know, Jake Hayner would run around and complete a 35-yard pass on third and 12, and it, that kind of stuff can just break you. It's exhausting mentally. It's tough physically when you're consistently, you know, you think you're going to get off the field and then all of a sudden they've got a fresh set of downs. They're keeping those chains moving. It, it really tests your your mental will and it, it tests your depth, obviously, as a team. And, you know, like right now, I would say that, that depth is is the biggest thing that I'm concerned about because they just have a lot of turnover and it. it's hard to it's hard to really drastically improve quickly when you have that many bodies going out the door. It takes a while to get comfortable within a new system, especially, you know, given the the weird circumstances that teams were playing under last year. You know, I, I would imagine a lot of these guys would have been able to make some strides here in year two. But it's also possible they just, you know, didn't vibe with the coaching staff. That's pretty common. You know, whenever you have whenever you have a coaching change like CSU did, every certain guys are going to be able to adjust and establish relationships with the new coaches and, you know, kind of just make the best of it. Other guys, they want to go somewhere else. That makes sense. I really think that was a big part of the case with, you know, Crossley wanted to go back to Texas. And I think Keevan Bailey, obviously he had the Colorado connection, given that he's the son of legendary Broncos cornerback Champ Bailey. And, and, you know, kind of grew up in Colorado, wanted to come back here. But I do think, you know, the, the Bobo connection was, was a big deal. Obviously, you know, him and his dad, they weren't 
the tightest, I, I would say, based on what we've heard about them and their you know relationship. But I'd still do think that that Bobo Bailey relationship ended up being a big factor in why he ultimately chose Colorado State. Yes, he grew up here, but you know, coming across the country, it's it's a big deal. It really is. You know, from from here, we obviously wish him well. I I enjoyed the the few interactions that I got to have with Keevan over the last couple of years. Obviously, that was pretty limited. I mean, he was a freshman in in 2019. Mike Bobo didn't let true freshmen talk to the media, which was just an absurd media policy. If you trust a player enough to play and start and impact the game and potentially lose you your job, how are you not going to trust them enough to talk to talk to us, the local reporters, like me and Brohard and Kelly Lyle and Kevin Lytle and Eddie Hers? It's it was just insane. It was so silly, and and that's really college football as a whole. So much of this is is just ridiculous. They all think they're reinventing the wheel. Anyways, get, get getting back on track here with Keevan. You know, we wish him well moving forward. I think it's just a matter of it. It didn't really work out with the new staff. You know, obviously had um had a tough time staying healthy after that injury in the Fresno State game back in 2019. And what's unfortunate about that is right before that, I felt like we had kind of started to see Keevan come into his own a little bit. He had that standout game at Utah State back in the fall of 2019. If you remember back, it was a it was a cold, rainy night, man. I was just like absolutely soaked by the time I got to the press box from the from the parking lot. It was freezing and it was windy. And it was a really tough game. Uh, Utah State ended up pulling away in the very end, but Keevan had a really nice game, career high in tackles that game, had a pick six, really, really played well in that one. This year, he only played in two of the four games. Like I said, it was a, a struggle to stay healthy for him. And, you know, he wasn't he really all that productive in either of them. I mean, I, he, you know, zero tackles, no no interceptions, no pass deflections, just kind of blended in. Um, that's tough. You know, that's that's always tough. That's, we see that kind of frequently, it feels like, up here in, in Fort Collins. Defensive backs that flash early, get hurt, and then, you know, just never quite reach that stride again. I mean, we've kind of seen it with Rashad Ajayi to an extent. You know, he has battled a bunch of injuries, upper body and lower body, over the last two years. And he's been trying to get back to that form that we saw his true freshman season and uh, this is one of the things I'm going to dive into here in just a, a couple of minutes, but they, they're they really going to be dependent on him improving this year. He has to find that form he had early in his career. And this is a guy, I have a lot of faith in him, man. He's, he's been through a ton, really, really strong-willed, and uh, a guy that just works his ass off. So I think I, I have, you know, pretty high expectations for him and Marshawn Cameron, and, you know, they're going to need Linwood, Linwood Crump, the Temple Trump trans. Oh, my goodness. That's a that is a tongue twister if I've ever heard one. Linwood Crump, the Temple transfer. <laughs> they need Linwood Crump, the Temple transfer to come in and immediately make an impact in the secondary. And uh, like I said, we'll get into all of that before we do, though. Uh, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. Based on what the 2020 roster had and what the 2021 roster currently shows, with Keevan Bailey now announcing his transfer portal, that would be the seventh defensive back to be out of the picture. We already know Dejon Owens. Uh, he's it looks like he's headed to Missouri State. You know, he's a guy. He's got one year of eligibility remaining as, as a grad transfer. Really, you know, never found his role here. Just couldn't get on the field. 
Xavier Goldsmith, the, the highly anticipated recruit out of Michigan, he's going to Idaho State. Um, that one was really shocking to me because he was like one of those dudes that had a bunch of clout online and, and maybe a good example of why some of this Twitter stuff is a little bit ridiculous. Don't buy all into just followers and hype and all of that. We actually got to see how it plays out on the field. Um, but again, I'm not trying to throw shade. He He's now at Idaho State. Uh, Christian Cumber is no longer listed on the 2021 roster. That one's not shocking. He just couldn't stay healthy. And that's really unfortunate because he's, you know, a, a local guy, played at Mullen High School, a tremendous person off the field. I mean, just incredibly intelligent and and really respectable, was, was very active in the community, did a bunch of philanthropy stuff. Just a, a great dude, a really great dude and a guy that I, you know, honestly, I was desperately rooting for him to get on the field and have a little bit of success because he's just one of those guys that deserves it. He's been through so much and you can't help but sympathize for those type of guys, the guys that just continually grind and bust their ass and they get these just ticky-tack unfortunate injuries that seem to just linger and they just never are the same again. And unfortunately, I think that's what we've seen. I'm, I don't know if Cumber's going to keep playing football or not. Like I said, he's super intelligent. And I, I have no doubts that he is going to be a successful, you know, individual in whatever he chooses to pursue off of the field. If he does, you know, if he does choose to transfer and play elsewhere, um, I hope he gets a shot. I just hope he gets a shot to play, be healthy, and enjoy that experience because he was super good, man. Like, he was really good coming out of high school. I, I had just such high expectations for him, and it's... It's been a bummer to me to see how it's played out. That's that happens kind of frequently, unfortunately. You know, another guy who's not listed on the 2021 roster, Quinn Brennan. And, you know, he's played a lot, you know, safety over the last couple of years. He'd been a significant contributor, but again, just a guy that couldn't seem to stay healthy. You know, the best uh, the best ability is, is availability. Again, though, you know, when when healthy. <laughs> This is a guy that could play, you know, got on the field as a true freshman, played a lot over the last couple of years. You know, I, I think Brendan would be a significant loss or will be a significant loss, assuming that he is, in fact, out of the picture. And, and it's not just a, an error on the CSU communication staff with the roster listing. Uh, Donis Rufferin, a, a role guy, cornerback, not a massive loss, um, popular guy behind the scenes, but former walk on. He's no longer on the roster. And uh, Caleb Blake is no longer on the roster as well. Again, he, you know, highly anticipated coming out of high school, had a bunch of offers, chose CSU over like UCF and, and some Florida programs. Didn't really vibe, actually entered the transfer portal last spring, decided to come back, didn't make an impact for the team and is now uh, Florida State, which, you know, good for him. Ended up OK, you know, that's just it is what it is. Sometimes it doesn't work out. You don't wish anybody ill. It just it didn't work out, but it is what it is. To uh, summarize, though, Dejon Owens, Xavier Goldsmith, Christian Cumber, Adonis Ruffrin, Caleb Blake, Quinn Brennan, question mark. Not 100% on that one. Not listed on the roster. Um, gotta, gotta verify, though. And then, you know, Keevan Bailey, who's now entered the transfer portal. That's a lot of talent, man. That's a lot of talent going out. But um, I'm going to talk about what it means for the guys that are that are still here and you know what does CSU do from here given that depth appears to be kind of a concern i mean you need more than three corners you definitely do
All right, I am going to dive into all of that and more, but first gonna shout out some of our partners. Masvidal and Usman put on a show the last time they stepped into the octagon. Round two is sure to pack a punch. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 odds. Just bet $5 on either fighter to win. If they walk out with the belt, you will cash $130 in free bets. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA is not for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, baseball, so much more. It's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet, watch the fist fly this weekend. Again, use that code DNVR when you sign up. You can turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For a limited time only, a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You know, since it's fresh in your mind, it feels like a perfect time to give my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. And you know, we were just talking about UFC. I'm pumped for 261. I think this is going to be a hell of a bout, hell of a title fight. As much as I like Masvidal, I'm not sure he deserves this opportunity. Um, and as much as I would love to back him, it it just doesn't feel like the safe pick. Usman, he's a freak, man. This dude just, he's so technically sound. He absolutely dominates people in the octagon. Heavy, heavy favorite. I mean, minus 435. So Vegas is very much expecting Usman to come out victorious. Not much of a knockout guy. They've got him at plus 275 to win by TKO or DQ. But you can get him to win by decision at minus 134. That feels pretty safe. I feel like there's pretty good value there in terms of, yeah, it would it'd be unfortunate if he wins by knockout and, and you don't cash out there, but the payout is obviously significantly better than if you just take him straight up on the money line. That's why I'm rocking with that. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. That's where I'm putting my money, and it's where I recommend you put yours as well. The DNVR Rams podcast is also brought to you by Solace Meds. We've got a new partner alert, guys. We've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with, Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. It's perfect. If you're in Denver, you can hit it up. If you're a CSU fan up in FOCO, you can hit it up. The coolest thing right now, though, about these guys is they're giving away a trip to Jamaica in the month of April. No BS. Head into one of their six locations. They've got two in Oklahoma City as well. Sign up to win a free trip to Jamaica. They'll give you all of the details on how you can enter. Visit www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find the rules or just head into any location and ask a bud tender how you can enter to win. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. I'm telling you, nothing better. You can use DNBR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. No better way to celebrate the uh, week of 420, the month of April, 
then with some great herb and the best customer experience, again, 20% off your purchase with the code DNVR20. Word, word, word. So, you know, we already talked about the, the guys that are leaving and, you know, obviously no ill will there. You wish them well on their journey. The modern college football experience is just much different than it used to be. A lot of movement, a lot of movement. We're all used to it. We all know how this works. But where do the Rams go from here? What do they do? You know, how do you drastically improve a secondary that gave up 250 passing yards per game with so much turnover? Well, we're going to see what Chuck Heater is made of. I mean, obviously, he's a veteran defensive coordinator, had a ton of success everywhere he goes. I love his aggressive approach. But again, to play aggressive, you really need to be technically sound within your schemes. You need to understand not only what you're doing, but what your teammates are doing, you know, and when you have the flexibility to be aggressive and when you're going to have people backing you up, all that fun stuff. Can they bring in a bunch of new guys and have them be able to contribute? Are you going to, you know, lean really heavily on these freshmen that are coming in? Obviously, you know, some of these freshman DBs are, are very, very highly touted. You know, I think of, you know, Lathan Adams, a guy coming out of DeSoto, Texas, really, really coveted high school prospect. Wouldn't surprise me if we see him get some early run. Jack Howell as well, you know, son of, of legendary Ram safety, John Howell. You know, given that him and Adams are on campus early, two secondary guys that are, you know, very, very athletic. Howell, I was pretty surprised he didn't get more interest than he did. I think it's probably just got to be, you know, a lack of size thing, but he's a freak athlete. And from what I've heard, he really understands the game well. So I, I think we'll probably see both of those freshmen have a chance to be in the mix for some early playing time. Um, the guys that are, you know, on the roster currently, I already alluded to it a little bit, but they need Rashad Ajayi to be that guy he was as a freshman, you know, where he was really, you know, kind of locked down and, you know, flashed some serious ball skills, struggled to stay healthy the last couple of years. I'm hoping this is the year he gets back on track. Marshawn Cameron, I mean, I wasn't sure if he was going to come back or not, given, you know, his age, but decided to, that's a big, big deal he was CSU's best defender last year in the secondary, at least. Um, you know, the front seven was obviously terrific. Patchen and and Manny Jones and Daquan Jackson, all those guys had great years. But in the secondary, I think he was probably their, their standout guy. In 15 games, he has 66 total tackles, you know, one pick, one forced fumble, six pass deflections. You'd like to see him um, create some more turnovers. That's Really, just the CSU defense as a whole, they need to force more turnovers than they did last year. That'll that'll help them. I mean, you think back to that Wyoming game, the forced fumble in the pick completely, I mean, that's the reason CSU won. Like Neither of the offenses could move the football to save their life, but the Rams had the game-changing plays, and that's they just they need a little bit more of that. Um, Linwood Crump, the transfer from Temple, he's going to have to immediately come in and probably start because... <laughs> Based on the uh, the state of the roster, it's really, really young. And I just don't, I don't see how you can trust like three freshman corners at one time. Maybe you can. Maybe they're all crazy skilled and it'll just be something I've never seen before. But it doesn't feel, doesn't feel like a safe bet. They just need the veterans. Really, I mean, it's, it's not that complicated. They need the guys that have been in the system to, to step up and they need some guys that have battled injuries, you know, a Jai, uh, Logan Stewart comes to mind to get back to that peak form we saw at various points of their career. And if they do, 
I think the pass rush is going to be solid. I think they're going to be able to defend the run well with what they have, you know, in the interior and at the linebacking core. It, it's really going to come down to the secondary. So that's that's probably the the area I'm most interested in, the secondary and then obviously quarterback. And, and again, that's a, a bit of a wait and see process. It wouldn't be surprising if CSU ended up adding one. Um, the Boston College kid entered the transfer portal. Maybe Adazio goes back and tries to connect with him. You know, you could always pursue a JUCO guy. There's a lot of different routes you could consider. Depth, though. Depth is very important, and I'm I'm definitely a little bit concerned with the depth in the secondary, and I'm very concerned with the depth at the quarterback position. I'm not even saying, like, Todd Santeo can't be the guy. I just think they need another guy in that room that you would legitimately trust to be a D1 starter, and I don't think they have that at the moment. We shall see. We shall see. I'm excited to start talking about all this again. I'm excited to start diving into season previews, position groups, all of that stuff. A lot of fun stuff happening. And man, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing all your beautiful faces in Canvas Stadium in the fall. I'll be back with more content. Um, I'm a big part of what we're doing on the DNVR NFL draft stuff. Would love if you would check that out. You know, send in questions, all of that fun stuff. We're going to have our own live show. It's going to be... An absolute blast, man. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. Draft season's heating up. We're finally here. Less speculation, more action, and let's dive into it all. That's all I have for today. Um, I'm Justin Michael. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I hope that you all have a wonderful week. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.